Welcome to 30 Minutes of Growth, the all-action, all-growth marketing podcast that's all within half an hour. It features three segments with three playbooks you can use right away. And I'm your host, Alex Garcia. So let's do this. What's the secret growth weapon behind Culture Kings and Steve Madden? It's Yachtboat. I'm hearing great things about this e-commerce marketing platform. They're offering smart, data-driven solutions like Yapo SMS Bump, the top SMS marketing app in the Shopify app store. Right, you're probably interested, and it's easy. You could get a free demo by just going over to yapo.com and signing up. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of 30 Minutes of Growth. In this episode, what I want to talk about is building a landing page, so your landing pages, and how to create a, a high-converting landing page that converts like a cheat code. Um, this is something I love to talk about. This is something I love to write about. This is actually something I'm um, in the works of creating a course with Maven about. And again, this is something that I feel is heavily overlooked. I feel like what's not overlooked is what we do to send traffic to that landing page, right? This is your content marketing efforts, your paid ads, SEO, SMS, email, sponsors. But a lot of times you could look at a landing page you know, for one startup and look a year later and it's the same landing page. Nothing's been tweaked, nothing's been changed, nothing's been tested, so it seems. And what's crazy about it is just a small increase in your conversion rate can make a significant increase or impact on your revenue over time. Um, this is why I'm I'm so keen on constantly testing your landing pages, optimizing your landing pages, finding different ways to structure it, finding different ways to to write your copy and discuss your value proposition. So the first thing I want to do is start with an example to put this into perspective. So let's say you own a referral program software. It costs $70 a month and you average 10,000 visits a month to your landing page with a current 2% conversion rate. The first thing is by sending 10,000 people to your landing page and having a 2% conversion rate, that's 200 customers. And currently that would be $14,000 in monthly reoccurring revenue. Let's say you increase that conversion rate from 2% to 3%, which is feasible, which is very it's very doable. And again, your traffic doesn't change. You're still sending 10,000 people. Now you have 300 customers and you've increased your revenue from 14,000 to 21,000 in monthly reoccurring revenue. Let's double that conversion rate. Let's say you were originally at 2%, now you got it to 4%. And I know a good amount of people that have a 4 plus percent conversion rate on their landing pages. Again, 10,000 people visiting it a month. That's 400 customers. That's $28,000 in monthly reoccurring revenue. So you just doubled your revenue without changing the amount of traffic you send to it just by testing and optimizing your landing page by increasing your conversion rate. And even if you have a, right now you have a 1% conversion rate and you get it to 2%, you are doubling your revenue. So I'm going to show you how to do this and, and the frameworks that have helped me do this and what I think is some very valuable information that that will help you improve your conversion rate. I mean, this week, if, if you put these things into practice. So the first thing I want to discuss is the three principles that are the base of what and when I create a, a landing page. And that is that clarity is king, context is queen, and creative is the prince. At the top of that ladder, right? Clarity at the bottom, context, creative. At the top of its commitment, it's the four C's. So at the bottom is clarity. Clarity is the most important aspect. This tells the consumer what. Context tells the consumer how. Creative paints the picture. At the top is commitment. 
That is the consumer feeling confident in their decision after you've you've made it clear on what you do, you've told them how you do it, and you've painted the picture so they can see themselves doing it. They're ready to commit. With a high converting landing page, what you do has to be communicated effectively, where the consumer not only knows what, why, and how you do what you do, but they can visualize it. And so clarity tells the consumer one thing, that is, what do you do for me? Here's a a quote that I love by Maxine Hairston, which is when asked what qualities they value most in writing, people who must read a great deal professionally put clarity at the top of their list. If they have to invest too much effort in figuring out the writer's meaning, they will give up in dismay or annoyance. So clarity starts with your headlines and it delivers a clear first impression because the level of clarity will influence persuasion. Persuasion equates to action, and compounded action leads to an increased conversion rate. But clarity does have a nemesis. That nemesis is confusion. Confusion comes in the form of vague phrases with buzzwords that don't communicate what you do. And the more you steer from clarity, the more a consumer will feel lost at sea and ready to give up. I like to put my headlines or different websites through a clarity test. In this example that I'm going to show, I rewrote the headline for similar web. If you're not familiar with similar web, it it gives you tells you know the the traffic that a site gets. Um, it tells you where they come from. For example, with a clarity test, you want to be able to read the headline and it answers the question: Does it tell me what? Do I know what after reading that headline? So this is currently the headline that they have on your on their site: Official Measures of the Digital World. Does it pass the clarity test? No doesn't tell me what that that doesn't tell me anything that's literally just buzzwords and vague phrases that sound cool right when you read it but it doesn't tell the consumer what the consumer's essentially going there with a problem and trying to figure something out so when you're writing your headline and you're aiming for clarity it has to tell the consumer what so let's rewrite it so a proper headline for this would be get the analytics behind any site now when you read this does it pass the clarity test yes it tells me what you do for me. So anytime you're writing a headline and you want it to, to answer the clarity test, again, just, just put it on a table, write your headline, and then on the other side of that table, on the other section of that table, write what it does for me. If you can answer that, then you've written a clear headline. The second is context. Context answers the second questions. How do you make that happen for me? Because without it, your big, bold idea is nothing more than a claim. In the case of your landing page, context will be delivered via your sub headlines and copy and always answers how. So let's look at another example. So we're going to look at Substack. So again, we, we have a context test. The point of a context test is, does it answer how? So this is what currently Substack has written under their, su- this is their sub headline on their above the fold. It says, we believe that you, what you read matters and great writing is valuable. We're building a future where writers can flourish by being paid directly by readers. It's okay. It tells me a little bit. It's, it's, there's you know buzzwords. There's some vague phrases. But it doesn't tell me exactly how Substack makes that happen. So we want to rewrite this to, to tell the consumer exactly that. How do you make me as a creator get paid directly by readers? So I'm rewriting it to, or I rewrote it to, we give you the tools to build a direct bridge to your audience while giving you the resources to grow and monetize your audience. Again, this tells me how you make it happen. 
if your sub headline is the home for great writing, which is that's what it is for Substack, you want to tell me how you make that happen. And lastly is creative. Creative is the prince. This is essential as well. Your creative elements paint the picture. Without them, you're letting the consumer's imagination take over in a negative sense, meaning you want the consumer's imagination to be fueled by your creative in a way that that it illustrates the product. It, it, it can They can see themselves using your product. If not, the imagination is used as is a distraction. You want to show, use your creative to show what you deliver. It's not enough to just tell, you must show. And in this case, for example, that I have in, in a case study that I've written, when you look at Hotjar, so hotjar.com, and ironically, this is something for landing pages or a tool software for landing pages, they have like one of those little animations that just has this guy pointing at a, at a circle. That is their creative on their above the fold. When in reality, I went and I found an image from an actual customer that showed the hot jar on their site. And it showed it shows all like the, the heat maps and it shows where, you know, what's getting clicked the most, et cetera. That is a perfect creative to use, right? You can make it, you know, look a little better, but that is a, a, a perfect creative to use because it's showing the actual product use. So now so when you read the headline, find out what people actually do on your website, which is Hotjar's headline, and they look over to the right, which is the creative, it should match that. And in this case, if you change it to this to this image that is somebody's actual Hotjar analytics, then you see that it matches exactly what the headline says. And now you could see the product use much more convincing and much more persuading than just seeing a, a little animation of just some guy pointing to a, a red circle. Like that does, that tells me nothing. But if I see the, the right creative, and in this sense, the where I see all these heat maps, my head automatically goes to the fact that, oh man, I'm going to see what people are clicking on my site. That's going to help me then change where I place it. That's going to help me change my copy. Oh, they're stopping in this section of my site. How can I get them to continue to scroll, right? These things. And so that's, that's the importance of your creative. You want to use it to illustrate product use, to illustrate and fuel the imagination in a positive way where the consumer can see themselves using your product. The next framework that I love, and this is, this is something that has been taught to me and is vital to my landing page, to, I mean, any landing page success, but to success for, for myself in landing pages that I've created is to not design a landing page but to write a letter. So what's the problem with designing a landing page? So too often, landing pages are thought, designed, and built in blocks with elements of copy and creative. This results in one thing, a choppy conversation that loses all of its flow. So I want you to imagine this. Imagine an elevator pitch, right? You're, you're, you just got in the elevator. You're trying to make the pitch. You have that 60-second pitch to pitch your startup. But here's the problem. You stop at every other floor on the way down. It would completely ruin the, the flow of your pitch. Your landing page is no different. It should flow, it should be smooth, and it should feel like a conversation. And when you build your landing pages in blocks, you destroy all of that and open the door to distraction and confusion. So what do you do? How do you, how do you combat this? How do you make your landing page feel like a conversation? How does it to in, in a, a smooth flowing conversation? Well, you want to write a letter. 
then build around that letter, add elements around that letter. That headline right there is, is some of the best advice I've ever gotten. So you first write a letter to your consumer, then you build and design around that letter. So how do you do this? The first thing is to understand that every consumer is alone with your words. You may convert 100 customers a day, but each customer experience a one-on-one interaction with your business. So write for one. I love this David Ogilvy quote. It goes, don't address your readers as though they were gathered together in a stadium. When people read your copy, they are alone. Pretend you are writing to each, each of them a letter on behalf of your client. When you understand this, you will find that the best way to build trust is to show the customer you really understand them. Where your landing page, it feels like it's speaking directly to the individual on the other side with a message that is tailored to their desires, their problems, and their needs. So I want to go over, again, another example. Someone that does this terribly is Squarespace. When you land on Squarespace's website, their landing pages, it just feels like all these blocks of ideas grouped together in hopes that it builds a successful landing page, nor does it feel like it's talking directly to you. I'm going to read some of it out loud to you. It starts with everything to sell anything. Start your web, your free website trial today. No credit card required. That's, that's their opener. Then there's their next headline, grow your business online, create a website, sell anything, market your business, modern solutions, turn your ideas into reality. Again, it's, it's like these random ideas. It's like these random value propositions here and there, here and there. As a consumer, when you're reading copy, this isn't going to feel like it's talking to me. When I read it, I want it to resonate. If it doesn't resonate, there's no reason it's going to persuade me to take action. So again, don't think about your landing pages in the essence of different blocks and ideas, write the letter, write down all of your copy, and then you're going to build around it. So let's let's look at a great example. This next example is by Polywork. And so I put all their copy from headlines to subheadlines to just copy. I put it all in a doc and I'm going to read it out loud. And I want you to see how it feels like I'm reading a personal letter and how it feels like it's speaking directly to me. All right, so let's let's do this. It's important the world knows what you can do. What do you do? It's a question we've all been asked by our friends, our parents, our aunts, uncles, and grandparents. I mean, where do we begin? We all do such a wide variety of wonderful things, personal and professional, within our nine to five and outside of it. We are problem solvers, coders, storytellers, advisors, mentors, parents, rabbit hole voyagers, designers, podcasters, investors, and more. All at the same time, this is polywork. All these different aspects together, creating your identity, who you are, what you care about, and what you're capable of. Yet, existing networks fail to empower us to represent who we are. They've suppressed our identities to a single arbitrary label, a job title. Most people go underrepresented online. The rest create a personal website to try to tell their story. But creating a website takes a long time. Is it pain to maintain and update and the real icing on the cake? no one will ever find your website. At Polywork, we're building a new kind of professional social network, a place for people to express who they are. We believe that by empowering people to tell their story and connect with others, we might be able to make the world more productive. If you're interested in being part of Polywork, you can join the waitlist, follow us on Twitter, ask an existing member for an invite, or come join us. When you read this, 
it feels like I am getting spoken to directly. Polywork is speaking directly to me. I feel like they wrote a, a letter. But when you when you actually go on their landing pages, it's all broken up and there's different creative elements, et cetera, that fuel this, this copy. But when you put this just on a doc and you read it, it feels like a letter. And so that's what I want you to do. When And this is a great exercise. Take the copy on your landing page. Put it all on a doc, every aspect of it, and then read it out loud or read it to someone. If it doesn't feel like a wet uh, a letter, cut it, fix it, because it should. And if somebody you give it to somebody else and they read it, it should feel they should be able to read it and understand it and feel like it's it's a direct conversation with you and another individual. Let's be real, growth is the number one priority for e-commerce brands, but that only happens when you're providing a cohesive customer experience, and that's where Yapo steps up. With brands like Culture Kings and Steve Madden, already big fans, Yapo strengthens your relationship with customers through smart, data-driven solutions like Yapo SMS Bump, the top SMS marketing app in the Shopify app store. Plus, this platform integrates with the tools you use every day and is available on all major e-commerce platforms like Shopify, Salesforce Commerce Cloud, Adobe Commerce, and BigCommerce. Sounds good, right? So head over to yato.com for a free demo. One of the most important aspects of doing this is writing effective headlines. So this, again, this is another framework that I love. Uh, I call it the founder and the employees. So every headline on your landing page has a job, but only one headline is the founder, meaning your H1, right? This is the most important vital headline on your landing page. It's your bold, brilliant idea. It cements the value creation in the mind of the consumer. And it's, it's the first headline that someone reads, right? Every following headline though, is a supporting employee to your H1, aka the founder. If other headlines have their own claims and steer off in other directions, then you're bringing confusion on board. That's why I don't like the Squarespace website. It's like all these different claims and then all these different ideas and they all go into different directions. And so with that, then you're bringing on confusion. The way I like to see it is your H1 is a plant, right? Like a in, in any kind of live plant. And every other headline is you watering the plant until it blooms in the consumer's mind. So we're again, we're going to go over an example. The example I want to cover is Farmer's Dog. With Farmer's Dog, I w- I'm going to read all of their headlines. So the reason that this is important is because you want to write for scanners, but you want to write for scanners to take action because naturally as humans, we're scanners. We want to consume just as little as possible before being able to subconsciously answer, is this worth my time? We don't like wasting time digesting information that isn't relevant to our needs. There's content all around us. We want to find things that are relevant to us, things that are important to us, things that educate us and and are solving the problems we we have. So because of this, 80% of website visitors will only read the headlines. This makes your headlines vital to your landing page's success. And this is why this exercise is so important. This, this quote by David Ogilvie cements it. On the average, five times as many people read the headlines as they read the body copy. When you've written your headline, you have spent 80 cents out of your dollar. So when I write headlines, I ask myself one question. Would someone take action based off my headlines? If the answer is no, basically I need to, I need to get to work, right? Because my headlines should deliver information, education, and inspiration. The key here is to read your your headlines through the lens of a consumer. If it doesn't motivate you to take action, it's not going to motivate the consumer, right? So let's go back to this example of farmer's dog. 
So this is their H1, smarter, healthier pet food. Simple, straightforward H1. It tells me what it is, the value in it, which is smarter and healthier pet food. Now I'm going to read the remaining uh, headlines that support this bold idea, this claim, which is you shouldn't be the only one eating healthy. The next one is better for them, easier for you. The next one is rethinking pet food, followed by formulated by nutritionist, praised by vets. Then a fresh way to feed your pet. And then lastly, over 100 million meals delivered. When I read this, when I read these headlines, if I scan and I read these headlines, I know exactly what I'm getting. I am getting a better alternative to the dog food that that you get at the grocery store. It informs me, it educates me, and inspires me. All through just headlines. So would I take action based on this? Yes. Also, on top of that, these headlines get me to continue to read, which is another, another important aspect of your headlines. Your headline should be written for scanners to take action, but also to continue to read. If it entices them, they're going to want to continue reading, but they're not going to continue reading if it doesn't entice them, right? Like they're, they're trying to scan to find the valuable information that gets them hooked. So let's continue putting this puzzle together. The next section is mastering your above the fold. So your above the fold has one job and one job only. And it's the single-handedly most important aspect of your landing page. What I like to just say is it's a pass or fail test with a three-second shot clock. Pass it, and you earn the scroll. So earning the scroll means engaging the consumer, setting the hook, and priming the consumer to get reeled in. Let's look at this, this example by uh, Coinbase. So Coinbase, they're above the fold when you land on it. Their headline is, the future of money is here. To me, that's very vague. That doesn't tell me anything. It doesn't doesn't tell me what. So we're going to rewrite it. So I rewrote it to manage all of your crypto investments, period, safely, period. This is specific. It tells me what Coinbase does. And it tells me, again, also how it gets done. So they, they manage all my crypto investments and they do it safely. I also changed the, the subheadline to support it better. So the first one, the, the, the example I don't like says over 73 million people and businesses trust us to buy, sell, and manage crypto. I just changed it to where 73 million people and businesses go to buy, sell, and manage their crypto. Again, just makes it a little, a little more personal. So there is a secret sauce to writing above the fold section that earns a scroll. There's essentially five elements and let's, let's go through all of them. So the first one is a value focused headline. The second is a complementary subheadline. This is where you'll be able to uh, introduce the product. We'll we'll discuss this more below. The third is a product photo, GIF, or video. The fourth is social proof. The fifth is a next step. This is your CTA. When done right, you subconsciously tell the consumer that the value continues, and then you continue down the ladder. So let's start with your headlines. I want to. I'm going to give you four formulas uh, that have helped me write really effective headlines because it, here's the truth. Your your headlines can make or break your landing page. And to find which works best for you, I mean, I highly recommend running uh, various tests and kind of always running tests. Uh, you could always be optimizing. So the first formula is specificity times hook. This is your big idea 
times your magic sauce. So uh, the first example I'm going to look at is by Toucan. So Toucan is a Google Chrome extension that helps you learn different languages. Their headline on their above the fold is learn Espanol without even trying. So learn Espanol is the specificity. It's their big idea. And then without even trying is their magic, magic sauce. This is how they differentiate from products. And that's what I like to see that are what I like to cement your magic sauces. Your magic sauce is how you differentiate from, from other services or products. The next one we're going to look at is modern fertility. Their headline above the fold is test your fertility without leaving your home. So testing your fertility, that's the specificity or their big idea. The hook is without leaving your home. So most times when, when, you know, you test your fertility, you have to go to a specific doctor, I'm guessing, and that's the only way to do it. So you gotta, you have to leave your home, you have to set an appointment, you have to wait, then you have to drive back, right? So their hook is their magic or their, their secret sauce is without leaving your home. This is a great way to write a, a headline that intrigues a consumer. The second formula is the pain point times the desire, which equals asking a question. So you frame it as a question. Again, we're going to look at modern fertility. Want kids is the pain point one day. Put it all together. You got want kids one day. Again, intriguing. It gets it, it spikes curiosity and it gets the consumer to continue reading the sub headline. The third formula is value times objection. Uh, the first example we're going to look at is Gumroad. So this is in, from an old uh, Gumroad headline before they rebranded which says, creators deserve to get paid for their work. Gumroad makes it easy. So when we break this down, there's two sentences. Creators deserve to get paid for their work. That's the value creation that Gumroad offers. The objection is Gumroad makes it easy because in the mind of a, a creator, making money as a, as a newbie, right? As a new creator is hard, but Gumroad makes it easy. Second example we're going to look at for this formula, which is value times objection is Webflow. Their headline is the site you want without the dev time, right? The value is the site you want. That's the value creation without the dev time. Because any you would think as a, you know, someone, a small business owner that's trying to build a, web, a nice website, the objection would be having either a, a bunch of development time creating it, trying to learn a new a new platform or, you know, hiring a developer to create it for you. So that's the objections. The last is value creation times what it is. So let's look at uh, YEM or join YEM. Grow your newsletter with personalized messaging. The value creation is growing your newsletter. The what it is section is with personalized messaging. Use these four formulas. I'm telling you these work very, very well. And I constantly am rotating between these formulas. After you've you've nailed your your headline, you want to write an effective subheadline. Your subheadline's goal is to explain, educate, or introduce how you make your headline a reality. By doing so, you make your headline believable and open the door to introduce your product. Bold headlines without supportive headlines are just claims. And the best subheadlines do two things: explain how the value is created, how the process product works. Again, we're gonna go join Yem. So we're going to look back at their H1. It's grow your newsletter with, with personalized messaging. And then their sub headline is Yem uses smart messaging. That's how the product works 
to grow your email list, convert free subs to paid, and prevent paid subs from canceling. That's how the value is created. I would mimic this to write a very good subheadline. Lastly is your creative. A good creative above the fold has three elements. It paints the picture, it brings your words to life, and it creates an expectation. So don't just tell someone what you do, show them what you do. Show them real people, that's one way of painting the picture. Show real results, that's bringing your words to life, or show real use cases, which will create an expectation. So they can visualize themselves doing it and know what to expect. Maven does a great job of this, uh, which is the the cohort-based course startup. If their headline is where top creators teach cohort-based courses, then they literally have images of their top creators who teach courses uh, using their platform. Toucan does this very well as well. They have a use case of how Toucan works on when you surf the web. The next part of your above the fold is your social proof. So the reason is nobody wants to feel like the guinea pig. Consumers want to feel confident in their decision to trust you. And because your above the hold holds the most weight, it also must include the proof to back the claim. It adds credibility, it instills confidence, and it supports the value creation you promise. One company that does this very well is Hotjar. So underneath their headline, subheadline, and CTA, and their creative, they have like this giant section of social proof, which is, it goes like this. The, the first thing that they say is trusted by 900,000 websites in 180 countries. Then they, underneath that line, they have essentially like a logo bar, a bunch of the companies that use Hotjar. So Adobe, T-Mobile, Panasonic, HubSpot, Envision, Decathlon, and Unbounce. Then they continue with another line that says 31,618 companies signed up just last month. Again, the reason you want the social proof is because your H1 and your subheadline, they're claims. You're putting this bold idea out there. So how do you support that this claim is true with a bunch of social proof? Uh, somebody else that does this really well is Microcar. Their headline says, everything you need to buy and sell startups, no fees, no hassle. And then their subheadline says, join 100,000 entrepreneurs that's one uh, part of their social proof right there. Buying and selling startups on the world's number one acquisition marketplace. Then their second line says, get free and instant access to 100,000 trusted buyers, big or small, get your startup acquired at the maximum price in as little as 30 days. Again, 100,000 plus buyers, more social proof. And then at the top over their H1, they have 500 plus successful deals. Again, you tell me what, but then also tell me who has. The last part I'm going to discuss is your call to action. Your call to action serves as a bridge to your next step and provides a consumer with clear steps to take action. Most CTAs are, are vague. They don't emphasize the value creation on the other side. And if you want a consumer to feel convicted when they tap your call to action, then remind them of the value on the other side of their decision. I like to say your call to value. Right? Don't, don't see it as like call to action, call to value, because you're essentially just reminding the consumer of why they are taking action. So with Gumroad, their H1 was creators deserve to get paid for the work. Gumroad makes it easy. Their call to value is start selling. Much better than if it just said try today. Right. Same thing with Substack. Their H1 is the home for great writing. We believe that 
what you read matters and great writing is valuable. We're building a, a future where writers can flourish by being paid directly by readers. Their call to value is start writing. A hundred times better if, if it was just try today, try Substack. So the above the fold, essential, it earns the scroll because below the fold is where you earn the sale. This is where you talk about how it works. This is where you address the pain points and then you remove them. This is where you really earn the, the, the sale. You continue with your social proof. You continue showing real customers, real users, and showing real data. The next section I like to, to include, make sure in the, above, or in the below the fold is a frequently asked questions. Your frequently asked sections tackles the what ifs and the buts. It continues to tackle the mental objections and roadblocks that can prevent a, a consumer from taking action. And then lastly, you want to end it with with a, a call to action. The reason I'm so keen on the above the fold is you need the consumer to, to scroll. You got to get them to your below the fold so you can earn the sale. And that is why those are the five elements that you want to you want to ensure that you use when creating an above the fold. And with that, I appreciate you guys tuning in. I will do another episode uh, in the coming weeks where I discuss the structure for the below the fold. What I wanted you to take away from this episode was understanding why clarity is king, context is queen, and creative is is the prince. And and also how to uh, the framework for creating effective headlines, the headline formulas to do so, and then how to create an above the fold that earns the scroll. And in a following episode, I will create an episode to discuss how to earn the sale. All right, guys, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to 30 Minutes of Growth. If you want to hear more all action growth insights, be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcast so you can hear our next episode first.